0: this is the new blue review with benji shulman 101.9 hi fm i'm benji shulman and this is the new blue review and i'm happy to say we have on the line after i think somewhat of a hiatus everybody's favorite commentosaurus Rob Hutchinson, how are you doing rob
1: I'm doing well thank you Benji. i love i love the comentaosaurus thing it's working out well i think
0: I think we're gonna have to make uh, we're gonna have to make it your official tagline there at uh, dear south africa sort of dear south africa be a Commentosaurus or something like that i don't know
1: absolutely done that's my new my new job title <laughs> adopted
0: now rob I, I know that everyone is sick and tired of hearing about the the pandemic but as we move into the new phase seems to be, even the government seems to think we're moving into a new phase, how we manage this thing from a legal perspective is going to change. And from a a regulatory perspective is going to change. And I'm not sure actually that everyone has really understood up till now, maybe just speaking for myself, how the government has done this with the Corona council and where parliament fitted in. So maybe before we chat about how they're going to change it, talk to us about how, the pandemic has been managed over the last two years from this from this legal perspective.
1: Mm, sure. Okay, so the pan- well, when when government heard about the pandemic uh, quite a while ago through international pressure and uh, international news and, and notifications, they prepared the Disaster Management Act to to manage it. Now the Disaster Management Act is a piece of legislation that's put in place if there's a flood or a drought or anything else environmentally related which could cause a or which does cause a, a, a disaster as such government puts measures in place to try to manage that manage that disaster and that's housed under certain regulations that are derived from by the minister underneath the disaster management act it's only meant to be put in place if there is a disaster and while a disaster is is being managed Certain regulations, as we all know, were put under that, including no uh, warm chicken or open-toed shoes. They were put through by the minister. And that it, it also established what was called the NCCC, as you mentioned. And that was a special body set up to advise uh, the president and the parliament on, on that. However, the NCC operated separately and seemed to have its own powers and functions which were not under any actual law. So that's all well and good, it's a good piece of legislation that should be there, but the bad parts about it is that it doesn't, it avoids any parliamentary oversight, so the minister can set regulations as she wants and doesn't have to discuss it with uh, the members of parliament or, or with the public. And uh, as we've seen you know, in this shifting environment that the the regulations tended to change over a while. We saw levels that, that came in, different levels, the modification of those levels. And it all seems to be based around um, a forever changing scientific environment as we got to learn more about the, about the virus and how to manage it. However, we've got to the point now where the government has realized that they need to better manage it. The Disaster Management Act can't stay in place forever as it is quite quite restricting and grants a lot of power to a single minister without any parliamentary oversight. So now the plan is to move it to under the Health Act and that brings a whole lot of questionable moves by government and creates currently creating quite a bit of fear in in the public. What they plan to do is move all the existing regulations the regulations that they had before, the ones that have been uh, cast aside, bring everything back now under the Health Act. And that will make them permanent as the Health Act is obviously in place all the time, unlike the Disaster Management Act, which is only brought in when there is a disaster.
0: Yeah, As you say, Rob, there's already been an immediate outcry, interestingly, specifically from public health officials uh, who said, like, this is ridiculous. Uh, some there was there was an open letter which was signed in the Maverick by by a variety of people uh, some professors from Wits have been talking about it basically saying that a lot of the regulation which we which we had seen uh, that was problematic during the during the pandemic is now just being transferred wholesale into permanent uh, legislation and and it's just going to make it more difficult and unwieldy to to manage any new waves and and also incorporate some of the ineffective things that we've seen, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, the the social distancing stuff, which makes sense in some locations and not other, in others, and and all this sort of thing. And and so, as you say, there's a real concern by civil society that they're just going to get rid of the disaster management act, but then make everything that we've been living through for the last two years, including the masks and the sanitizer, all of this, all completely permanent. That's
1: exactly, exactly the concern, Benji. And it goes it goes further because what they're also proposing is an amendment to certain definitions. So the government can now redefine what a pandemic is and actually say, this is, well, we're in a pandemic. This is a threat It's under the Health Act. Now we can enact these at any time and they can do it locally or provincially or, or nationally whatever is actually needed. So it, it's an unbelievably dangerous situation. I don't think government has really thought this through. And I don't, as you say, I don't think the public is quite aware of of the threats here. It's not simply amendments to you know, like, like COVID had before, like we had in COVID. This is permanent change to law. And, you know, how do we manage the seasonal flu? Government could declare the seasonal flu as a new pandemic and then lock us all down, restrict movement and and so on, exactly as they did. And this piece of legislation, it's actually broken down. Sorry, I'm jumping around there. It's actually broken down into four um, separate pieces of legislation. And the one is uh, surveillance and control regulations. And that governs how the government can force isolation and quarantine people and even enforce medication and come into people's houses and actually remove people and put them into, into quarantine camps. It's all within this, within this legislation. And the other one is points of entry regulations, which requires PCR testing, whether you're entering the country or exiting the country, registration into a database, tracking and certificates. And this is even though uh, most other countries have dropped those requirements, we're now, we now putting them in place permanently. Also, regulations around human uh, remains and how funeral homes and so on should dispose of, of bodies. It, it changes their business models completely. And of course, environmental health regulations. It now gives the health uh, inspector powers to inspect premises, test test people, test items, swab surfaces and, and, and so on, all under the, the guise of uh, the so-called pandemic. Really, well, really well, there you go. Right.
0: Quite a lot going on. We're chatting today to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is the New Blue Review. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. We're chatting today to one, to, uh, to, oh, on 101.9 High FM to Rob Hutchinson from Dear South Africa, just discussing the process of changing up how the pandemic is regulated in south africa rob so i'm assuming that when they're going to be putting this thing into sort of more permanent regulations it is going to have to undergo a sort of normal parliamentary process so all the stuff that we've been sort of used to so far committee hearings public participation how is it working and what stage is it at
1: well this is quite a different process now because what Government has actually said is that this doesn't require parliamentary oversight to uh, bring about these new regulations or shift the regulations under the Health Act, because the Health Act is an existing piece of legislation, and regulations are what they call a subordinate um, to, you know, to that legislation. And generally, you know, generally, the minister determines regulations without any public participation or or parliamentary oversight, which is a bit of a dangerous situation, especially in this case. However, they have put it out for, for public comment in, in this case, which is quite a breath of, of fresh air. And uh, there's many petitions going around uh, as usual, and we encourage encourage participation in, in all of those. We've also provided a, a, a portal on our website which is, creates, it's not a petition, but it creates a, an individual submission, which is actually what the Minister is requesting on these, these individual submissions and so on. They will uh, have a look and um, perhaps disregard some of them and uh, acknowledge some of them, consider some of them in in, in further amendments to the regulations. but. Um at this stage, I am of the opinion that it's more up to public pressure that's going to create any changes in in these regulations, and that will be done through the window of opportunity we have with the public participation process. And let's open until the fifteenth of of April.
0: Sure. okay, so and not so not too much time then to get that in. And uh, public participation, as ever, uh, a very important part of trying to get across to the government what uh, what civil society and just the general community is thinking.
1: Absolutely, that and that is the most important thing here. As 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 I said, there the regulations are determined by the minister without public oversight, so this is an opportunity for the public to actually present their views, uh, perhaps alternative regulations or or suggestions on how we can actually meet the needs of a pandemic, um, monitor it, manage it, but also consider the needs of the public and businesses.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, go and have a look. Dave, uh, 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 excuse me, Rob, (laughs) Uh, I assume that it's on your website and it's part of the campaigns that you guys are running.
1: Yes, as usual. It's on DSouthAfrica.co.za. You can find it there. We're also running a few other campaigns around um, around mandatory vaccinations, a state of disaster, and there's quite a few others there, which I'm sure we'll get to chat about in in next week's show, Benji.
0: (laughs) Well, we're certainly looking forward to it. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for joining us and we will chat to you again next week and in the meantime You've got I'm sure a, a cracker of a show for Wednesday.
1: I certainly have it's been it's been quite a while I've, I've been uh, been away and then you all and then busy. Oh, it's been a been a crazy time So Wednesday I plan to make up for for some lost time and everything have, have a great time there <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Check out uh, Rob Hutchinson. He is, uh, Was it, 12 o'clock on Wednesdays,
1: Rob? 12 o'clock on Wednesdays. 12 o'clock on
0: Wednesday. If you really want to know what's going on inside Parliament. Brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you to the whole team. Helps us put it together. Mashadi, who is a producer. Craig, who pushes all the big red buttons. Vusi, who's on the sound. And to you, dear listener, who joins us every single week. And please do join us again next week on the new Blue Review.